Will Winport, how are you? Mm, I need to calm down. <laughs> Let's try this again. Wilwyn, how are you? <laughs> I am well. I am well. How are you, Tracy? I'm trying to do the same. Like, I think that was a really good little, hey, let's calm down. Um, I feel literally like, like, like I'm going in so many different directions and it's and it, and it's interesting because it's a it's a great reminder as you may not always see yet what's germinating mm -hmm. i wrote a post about this not too long ago and i actually shared it you know kind of reshared it in different format yesterday but it's the seeds you know having faith in the seeds we've sown Ooh, la, la. and and that idea of like i just you know it's like you can feel it like you can feel the rumbling of the train before it gets to the station like I can totally feel a lot of the things that are, you know, going to sprout. Nothing is necessary, not nothing, but you know, not everything I'm feeling is mm -hmm. in physical form yet. That's what Correct. I'm trying to say. Correct. Um, but it feels real, right? Like I, that's how close it is. Um, and that's how much I'm, I'm, I'm finding the excitement of all of it. And probably why I feel like, you know, the ideas are coming and tons of stuff is just like, <laughs> generating uh because of that so that's where i am long answer to your very short question no 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 that was good that was good and i think i love how you you stated you're feeling it in the spirit it hasn't come out yet um uh, but I, i'm same same way however today i decided to run errands before the show instead of after so i'm going to Lowe's, going to, to uh, the bank. You know, I didn't go to the bank, to the post office. Went to a couple different places and I'm looking at the time saying, okay, I can make it, I can make it, I can make it. And I'm in Lowe's looking at something and I see it's 1245 and I go, hmm, 1245, well, let's see. And, I, <laughs> and moreover, Mr. Paxton Bell, the book was hand delivered a couple, maybe 30 minutes ago. Uh, so, so Paxton, man, we truly, truly appreciate you. Truly appreciate you listening in on the show. Let me turn his phone off. That's to tell you how, you know, I'm running helter skelter here. Thank you so much, Paxton. Really appreciate it. And he gives us, he sends his thanks and he's on here saying, you know, thanks so much for the book. It was great to uh, see you. Now, what most, some of you don't know is that, uh, I bought two of Tracy's looking in book. And I decided along with Tracy that we would give, I'll decide when I would do it. Uh, um, the person who gives, you know, who really gives us input, you know, for comments and, 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 and looks in, in the, in shows our up. yeah, yeah you know, up. when you show up at our, our, our show and Paxton just blew it out of the water. Um, and it wasn't him just going, hi, click, hi, you know, it was really showing up and giving input. So there's another one here. Who knows? I might do it today. I might do it next week after next. Who knows? I mean, the season of giving, but welcome to all of you. But Tracy, that's, that's where I am. I am just, um, there are a lot of seeds in the ground for real. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I think the end of the year, 
there, there seems to be a whole lot of growth and changes for me. Mm. So November, November 16, 2011, that's when I was called, leave your job, resign. Uh, December 23rd, 1992, took Christ as my personal savior. So a lot of things happened for me in the end, at the end of the year, where I'm, I'm just receiving and just in a thankful place that what I've sown or what I've been led to sow, I tend to start to reap not only what I sow in this year, but what I've sown in previous and in prior years, because I, I, I'm of the belief that your good never goes. Um, anything that you do is going to come back, right, in whatever form or fashion that you presented it. So it's good to go to give generously. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Over to you, sis. Yeah, I love that. Well, you know, and I think it's interesting that you have recognized the pattern in seasons, you know, kind of where you are. You know, for me, this time of the year, I mean, November, December, I mean, November is an interesting time too, because, you know, up until Thanksgiving, I remember mm -hmm. this when I was a teacher too, like gotcha. everything happened before Thanksgiving break. Because after Thanksgiving break, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, not a whole lot was going on. So all the exams, all the like the last push to get whatever you want to get in in the year, right, mm -hmm. was before Thanksgiving break, right? So the first part of the, the month, and it's typically been like that for me anyway, you know, wow. and, and I know a lot of other people, you know, that just aside from work and all of that, just personally, November is a very big introspective time in general, Um even if you get into planetary alignment, what the planets are doing at this time of the year, you know, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not big into astrology. I don't know much about it, but, gotcha. you know, for centuries, that's what people used kind of to be able to track time and to track seasons and to track all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a lot, even histrionically and historically speaking, um, you know, throughout the times, uh, you know, of that period of time as well. So it's, you know, it is a, a harvest time, like you said, yeah. reaping, you know, receiving, giving and receiving. Um, but I think we're given a lot of, of, of inspirational uh, realizations at this time of the year as well. You mm. know, uh, it's not just, I mean, we start to ramp up for Thanksgiving. What am I grateful for? But which it brings some introspection. But I think yeah. we've been, we collectively have been in a very introspective time, you know, since, since you know, early 2020, mm -hmm. um, at least the, the offering of it was whether people went introspective or not. Correct. But I think by now, a lot of people have at least spent some time, you know, considering, you know, what, what is my life? You know, what, what, am, you know, who am I? What do I want to be? What do I want to be reaping and sowing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I, I believe that now is an interesting time in history, aside from this typical time of the year, um, because of what we've been through in the last 20 months. Uh, and, and for me, one of the things that came through really soundly, this is, this is going to go really deep. So if I lose some people, I apologize. Um, I've kind of learned to, I had a client say to me today, he's because he's really hitting some, I've had two clients in the last two weeks, hit some massive transformational points mm -hmm. in session. And, um, he said, you know, I have to be honest. He's been working with me for three years. He goes, when you first started talking that first year, he goes, there was a lot of stuff that went over my head. And I just had to kind of let it soak in without understanding, mm. knowing that it resonated on some level, but I yeah. wasn't making conscious 
connection yet. And he said, where I am now, three years later, he said, now, as I hear you, as I listen to you, it's not only making sense, it's connecting. Mm -hmm. It is, it's connecting deep within, you know, my soul, so to speak. And it's, and, and, and I'm understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, that point. And I said, I really appreciate you sharing that with me because for me, that validates what I've always felt. You know, when I, when I was a young mother, I was grocery shopping at one point and my daughter, I've always spoken to her as a, as, as a, as an adult, Mm -hmm. right. I never did baby talk. I never did any of that stuff. And she was old enough to sit up, but she was pre verbal. And so she hadn't learned to speak yet, but I was taking her down the aisle and she's sitting in the little seat, you know, in the, in the cart and I'm doing what I normally do is talk about ingredients and, you know, looking at, at, at the different labels and that kind of thing. And this older woman came up to me she touched my arm and she says, oh, honey, is this your first one? And I said, yes, ma'am, it is. And she's like, I don't know if you understand. I don't think she understands you yet. And I just smiled and I said, well, I appreciate that. I said, I said, she doesn't probably understand me yet, but she will eventually. Yeah. yeah. And I think that has always been my stance is that don't, don't come and bring yourself down to where you think people understand. Mm speak from where you, where you see and speak Mm -hmm. from and invite people to join you in that space. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying up is better and down is worse. It's not like lower yourself, but I really believe that if we don't speak from the place that is true Mm -hmm. and the place that is real for us, then the value of what we have to invite people to will be lost. If we're always leaving our space to go into other people's space, to meet them where they are, And again, it doesn't mean that there aren't those moments where we translate, you know, so that people understand. And there has to be a certain level of that. But I just know that my value is speaking directly from where I am. And sometimes it's really challenging because as people drop off because they don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, I am, you know, there's a pull in me, like, do, am I supposed to leave my lane to go meet them? And, and there's this resounding, absolutely not. You are meant to stay exactly where you are because the people who want to enter that space, you, if they're, when they're finally ready, you won't be there because you will have left, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? You, you Mm -hmm. won't have that door open. If I'm inviting people to a party, Mm -hmm. I have to stay at my home for people to arrive. If I leave and close the doors and lock and turn off the lights, people arrive and there's no one home. And so you know, that just was a resonant point, but I feel like what's coming through for me has been staying in that place, not leaving what's true for you. And whatever that is for all of you, if for me, it's my platform and my work mm-hmm. for you, it might be something else, you know, but staying true to who we are. I, I believe that that's, I mean, that's the great resignation. People are starting to realize what's true to them doesn't align with their, their work environments or their home environments or their whatever friend environments. Yeah. And, and they're having to leave that. But for me, something else that came true with that is also story. And the patterns in the story that we've been telling when we hold, remember when I was telling that story about holding people's burdens mm-hmm. and how when we hold people's burdens, they can't learn to hold them themselves, you know, and it actually, you know, truncates our ability to be the best service and best value in, in their lives and also truncates their ability to have their lessons and experiences and that kind of thing. Well, something really came through about some storylines that I have released when it comes to people. And so, you know, they, I remember early on in my coaching career, people said, isn't it difficult when you see things in others that they don't see in themselves? Mm. 
when you want more for others than they may appear to want for themselves. Mm. <laughs> and I, and I said, you know, if I actually thought that way, it would be hard. Mm. I see things in people. I mean, as a coach, as a visionary, as a person that can see wide range and high, you know, 40,000 foot, I see a lot. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot in people's language, what right. they don't recognize about themselves. And if I felt like it was my job to ensure that they saw what I saw, ensure, mm-hmm. I would be constantly frustrated. Yeah. But I hold space for it. I allow myself to see the story, even if they don't. But this is the key that came through. If I hold too tight to that story, if I don't allow them their story, in other words, if I don't accept their story mm-hmm. that they're choosing to tell at that time, which may be very different mm-hmm. than the story that I see, then I'm still holding something that disallows them from, it's like, for example, it's kind of like my daughter, if I, if I constantly tied her shoes throughout her whole life, she would never learn to do it herself. Mm-hmm. If I always made her meals or chopped her food, she would never learn to do it herself. True. As I'm holding if as I'm resisting someone else choosing to be in a story that maybe isn't their full potential, maybe they're victimizing themselves, for example, in their story, maybe Mm -hmm. they want to go off a a great, great example is a client of mine who can't get over a relationship that she was in years ago. I mean, she still is just like pining over this guy who's married and has kids and all of that. Um, And I said, so not only are you suffering and not accepting the story he chose to live, mm-hmm. but you're also not allowing him to see the value of you because, you know, you're kind of blocking that because you're playing this almost, you know, perpetrator in his yeah. story. He doesn't, you know, he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you accept it, then you allow him his story and maybe, maybe he'll let that play out. And, 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 but by allowing him to let it play out, you get to step out of the way and not block him from doing so. When we don't accept Mm. one another's, you know, I don't know, current status, don't accept one another's belief. Like right now, there's a lot of polarized beliefs. Mm. And when we're saying, I don't accept what you believe, I think you're wrong. And we have that, that degree of, of dissonance and, and and resistance, because what we resist persists, then we cannot see one another's point of view. We block that ability to see one another in love and light, right? In support and, and, and appreciation in all the good things. All we see is that battle story, Mm -hmm. right? And then if that person's story doesn't align with the one you think they should have, then they block you because they don't like that. You don't like their story, right? So it, it was just coming through so strongly in this whole piece of how can I hold my, I do it in my work all the time, but what came through is in life, right? Mm -hmm. In my personal life, how can I also, as I see clients, their potential, but I don't, I don't hold it so tightly that they can't have their current story. Correct. They can't, if they choose or not, they may choose to go totally the other way, disengage Mm -hmm. from my coaching, disengage from my platform, all of that. How can I still know that potential and still love them in that and accept them in their current story. Mm-hmm. And I think when we love people, sometimes we really struggle with that. We really mm-hmm. ex- struggle to accept them where they are. When we see our children, oh, they're, they're capable of so much more. Why aren't they doing so much more? 
is because their soul needs to go through a particular journey path. They have lessons to learn. They have choices to make for themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons, yeah. some of most of which we will never know. And it's not our business to know, even if we are their parents. Mm -hmm. But we block our own ability to be in their lives in an open, supportive, loving way when we don't accept their current narrative. We may not agree with it. That's okay. Correct. But if we don't accept it, we're also changing the dynamics of us being in their lives mm. because we're not, it's like we're holding on to something that they just want to be able to hold themselves. It's their life and their choices and their decision. And when we keep making it about us, right? We don't, we don't really understand that. And I might not be coming through because it's still just, just, I mean, it came through in a, literally in a meditation this morning. Um, but it, it is so clear to me where we are not allowing ourselves to fully, not just show up, but be with one another. And we can do both. We can hold what we see and we may even feel deeply inside. No. And someone else's current narrative that may be completely different from that we can it's that's i guess my point is it's possible to hold both and in this world of this or that i either have to be with you or against you we we think we can't mm -hmm. but we can and that's the mm -hmm. message right we can mm -hmm. uh, paxton's going commenting loud and clear uh he says that your your um your truth that you just spoke. Uh, we also have, so is this, is this um, Mr. Phillips, Jeff Phillips? Oh, it could, wow. It's, it seems as though Jeff wants a book, but ah, dude, you already got one, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole printing no, press over here, my friend. <laughs> so we have, we have um, Roy, Roy, before I jump in, let me just go over a couple of things. Roy, early when we were talking about uh, I think he's putting a whole lot of loves up there, you know, so. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. He's sending um, his love. Uh, so Roy, Roy goes, you know, law of cause and effect thing early when we were talking. Um, and then Jeff goes, I see it when you were talking about your daughter and speaking your language to her. And the lady comes in and says, I don't think she understands. I see it as empowering your daughter versus disempowering uh, Jeff goes on to say that it's like playing with a better tennis player to get better. Same with language and learning. Paxton goes, you should always be teaching what you've learned. Roy, Tracy, you can help people grow. Um, Jeff goes again, people want to be right until we see this and are willing to get out of our ego. Out of ego, it is challenging to grow together. Mm. Uh, so, you know, as, as I was, thank you. Thank you, thank Roy, you Paxton, Jeff. Um, Jeff Tracy says you're getting your favorite dinner tonight. Yay! <laughs> but no, uh, when you were speaking, someone who doesn't know you, so someone who doesn't know, you know, your, your MO, they would say, but that's not communication. Communication is when you speak, the other person understands and that's what you're doing. And I, I dare to go and, and, and verbalize for you saying it's, it's communication, but it's a micro component of that communication piece that you have, you've Correct. agreed Very to, well we're coming in this, we're coming in this space. And 
uh, this space is, is a play, it's a, as we say here, it's our sandbox. And in this sandbox, certain things will be said, but we know the motive, the motivation of what we're saying here is for growth for both of us. Yeah. Because even in the coaching, in, as you're coaching, you're growing also as you're engaging, you know, with the clients. But I, I, I want to jump off on a point that you, you talked about. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he will in real life, too. Wait till you meet him. <laughs> he, he's killing me. He, he was like, yum. Uh, so maybe it's Red Robin. Yum. Anyway, um, the, the key is... <laughs> I got to, I got to laugh. <laughs> Laughter is so good. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna look at that screen because if I look, if I, I'm gonna see yum. <laughs> okay, okay, <clears throat> you guys didn't come here to see me. <laughs> oh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, um when you get in this sandbox, right? Tracy, stop. <laughs> You've got the formulation of a laugh coming. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Roy. <laughs> Roy said, <laughs> we love to see you. <laughs> we do. It's so joyful though. It's like watching a baby laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, Jeff, man, I don't like you. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Take five. See, that's that's the thing. When I start laughing, it's gonna be it's hard to stop. Okay. Um when when you do when you do get in that space, right, where you've communicated that we're coming in here, we're about to talk, and the motivation is you know it's growth. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Oh, the, the, and you said it, you said, you know, three, three years we've been working and he said it finally clicked. And I, I liken that to having a relationship, a spiritual relationship with God or and, and, and even the same relationship with God is the same relationship we have with one another, right? Is if, if I go, if I come to your house today, Tracy, uh, I may get to the kitchen or I may get to the, the living room, right? Um, even though we've been talking for two years, uh, if I come to the living room and over time I keep coming, you know, Jeff, hey, what you guys doing? Da, 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 da. Uh, you would, you would, I would go to the kitchen. You would give me water. Over time, I may be able to go and get my own water from the refrigerator because I'm, we're getting to know one another. We're, we're, you're getting to see my language. I'm getting to see your language. We're understanding each other. There's an intimacy being formed. Um, so I'm, my everything is calming down now. Now, now, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. Now I can think straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so. In. And, and I'm talking to I'm talking to individuals who are who are testing people out 
And when I say testing, be it a relationship, be it a business partner, be it um, <clears throat> what, whatever you're doing, a client, you, you, you have the initial conversation to get acquainted call where you're looking kind of like her. Yeah, okay, I like him. We can work together. Second, second call, third call, nothing's gelling. However, your first impression was, I'm going to work with this person. Yeah. I, I think it allows us to, to, to bear. I know you, you're paying money. It's not even only money's resources. It's time. It's energy. Those resources are as important as money. To, to give the other person the chance, as you were saying, as you were conversating, and the guy says, man, I have to kudos, give him kudos, because he says, man, I'm sitting here, this, <laughs> this lady is just talking stuff over my head, but I'm getting, but he's getting something, but he's not getting the entire, he's not getting the meat, he's getting the milk, right? And you know why? Go ahead. <clears throat> because he's not ready. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing, just like my daughter can only understand developmentally what she's ready for throughout the stages. And that's the thing, too, that we need to hold tight with with mm -hmm. relationships of any kind, whether it's coaching or not. I mean, as long as the people feel like there's something valuable that they're getting, that's the key piece. We're going to I mean, hopefully we do leave situations where we're not getting Cor value, right? Correct. We don't want to stay somewhere we're not getting value. But at the same time, you know, there's levels of gel, right? And we wouldn't want to hurry that along. Correct. But I so, find a lot of times what happens in like transformational programs, like you'll be transformed in three days, you know, kind of thing is it tries to, it, it over the oversight is that there is a natural developmental stage that we go through when mm -hmm. we're leaving behind you know, what we're done with, Correct. right? Whether it's a journey path, lessons, whatever, and we're moving into what is next. And so, and all of us need to find that on our own. Now, some people push it along. I happen to be a kind of coach that is there following the client's readiness. It's mm -hmm. not my decision of whether they're ready or not. It's theirs, as long as I'm bringing value forward. And I think that's truly to your point in any relationship. Correct. You know, that's the key piece is that, you know, people think, but I want transformation right away, or I want this right away, or, or what's your 10 steps to get this to me in eight weeks? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm like, if that's what you're looking for, I'm probably not going to be a good coach for you because unless you're inherently ready in six weeks or eight weeks or whatever that is, we will follow a certain course. But if there, I mean, what I find is really interesting is people's stuff will come up in story. In other words, it'll come up, they'll manifest it where they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. And then, and then something terrible happens in their family and it derails them, right? Or something terrible happens in their business and it derails them. Correct. And, and I'm not, I'm not here saying it's your fault. What I'm here saying is, is that we will slow ourselves down when we're not ready. We will manifest all sorts of things. We will stub our toe or we will, you know, throw our back out or we will do all sorts of things if we try to even push ourselves towards things before we're ready. I've seen mm -hmm. all sorts of crazy things happen mm -hmm. in people's lives when they're like, okay, I'm doing this. And then bam, all the stuff starts to fly out of the, the skeletons start to fly out of the closet. And it's good because we now can address it in real time, right? But this is the whole piece. And when people say, oh, I didn't get to where I wanted in a year. What you have to remember 
is that the only reason we don't get to where we want to be is because of us, not because of anybody else, mm. you know, and if we stayed with people who weren't getting us there, then that's on us too, you know, but the whole point is, is that we have a, a readiness and a development and what this client said, he says, you know, it's really beautiful is I know it's because I wasn't ready to own my visionary hood. He mm. says, all of this was, you've been saying to me all along, and I knew it because I wouldn't have signed up with you five, you know, three years ago, you know, for this, if, if, if it weren't true, but he says, I just never saw it. Mm. I never, I, I knew deep inside there was something to it, but I just couldn't grasp it. And I'm now finally ready to see that. And I see that I'm ready. And, and I think that's, that's the glory hallelujah moment is when sure. the people birth themselves, knowing and taking full responsibility for their own readiness at that moment to tr transform mm -hmm. because they are, we, we are, we're pulling ourselves through the birth canal. It, it really is absolutely true. We birth ourselves. Definitely. So, so Tracy, you should let me finish my thought. You, you jumped into my, you jumped into my, I did. My, I'm sorry. You, you did Jeff. Hey, come on. He man. gets it all the time. He come knows. On, Jeff. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, so, so no, but no, all that you said, you know, was, it was supposed to be said in that time, right? So he's ready because the intimacy that you guys have built and the work that he's doing, right? Kudos to him, as I was saying. Yeah. Kudos to him because it's not the, the, the relationships that we are, that we have, should not and cannot be one-sided in order for us to get to the place where this, this relationship is supposed to really reach its climax. So when I am in my marriage and, and I'm, I'm pointing at my wife saying, you do this all the time, all the time you do this, you cut me off, you do this, you do. And I don't see that I need to be mature. Like, in fact, what happened just now? Let's, 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 let's dissect this let's, real time. Let's break this down. You see, when you were talking, when I, when I said something, which was rhetorical, you came in, you answered you know why he was ready? Well, da, da, da. And you went for about two, three minutes talking. The only reason why I couldn't come in, because I could, I could say, hey, Tracy, Tracy, hold up, hold up. Let me complete this. I, let, I was talking, Tracy, let me speak. Is because that, and I'm not, it's, it's, it's a level of maturity that I've seen that if she talked for three, four, five minutes, so what? <laughs> you would you will have a chance to talk to complete your thought process and yeah. it's not about competing for time it's competing for complete thoughts she completed your thoughts so when she completed your thoughts it's important and then you can come and you know put something on top there wow, that's the, beautiful. The, the counter is me coming and saying um tracy you 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 <laughs> This is eavesdrop with Walwyn and Tracy. You're just making this Tracy. Let me talk. Let me. And all of a sudden, the flow in this room would have been. And when it's like that, that's what we see in the homes, in the business relationships yeah. that we think we're competing for space. We think we're competing for the amount of time we speak. We think we're competing. And this thing is so abundant. There's abundance in this world that even if I left, I let you speak for 55 minutes and I come and speak for one minute, something's going to happen. Something yeah. magical is going to happen. So, so I, I think what this is changing for me, even as we're, we're dissecting this is learn to be so comfortable in yourselves that 
if the spotlight isn't on you, it's you okay. You don't have to own it. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're less of a person. You have less ideas. You you're alone the totem the totem pole. It's just this is how it is because you want to be gracious and graceful to your partner so that when you make the mistake that you perceive as a mistake, that she did was a mistake. When you make the mistake, you want that same grace to flow towards you, right? Absolutely. You, it's, it's, yeah. it's, and we come back to our word, reverence. It's yep. sticking reverence. It's me reverencing your, your thoughts, reverencing what you wanted to say in this process, because that's what you needed to say. Me coming in and stopping you is, is, it's rude. It could have been, you know, you know what I, you know, let me tell you what went through my mind. Hmm. Let me tell you exactly what went through my mind just that when it happened. I started to fit it with this, with the microphone. I did that for a second. Um, and do you know what went through my mind? Hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. The men who are, who are watching, they are saying, gosh, she's over talking him and he's not coming into to speak his his truth right and i'm thinking that i'm processing it and i'm like but i don't care what you think and i'm not saying you know eavesdroppers i'm talking i'm not saying i'm not saying that to you I'm, i don't care what you think because my thing is i'm going to be graceful to her or to this person and no matter what you think about me one of my core values integrity so I'm being integrous. I'm, I'm holding my space and saying, even if I don't speak, let her speak. I'm being graceful. So, so team, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to you, Tracy. When we find ourselves in communication or find ourselves in places where we are, where we think the world is looking at us and it's abnormal what we're doing is abnormal or it's not macho or it's not feminine it's not what we're supposed to be doing because this your true north honor your true north honor your core values that you have because when it's over you can go to bed and sleep there's no friction there's no back to you tracy i think that's so great and i'm really appreciative that you just kind of jumped in and boldly took that great opportunity you one know, second because... jeff jeff type what you're putting in there um and that was that was a story i was telling myself correct which yeah. is which isn't true so you you well it is there. to you i think that it's it's again and one, that's one one second trace one second trace so jeff put in what you were thinking please please put in what you were thinking um let me go over a couple of these, Tracy, then we can jump, then you can come in, please. Uh, see, I'm doing it now. <laughs> for Jeff goes, uh, for example, if I hear a word that I don't understand, I can usually figure it out by how the person who said it acts. Paxton goes, it's their perspective that they didn't get where they want to be. In reality, they did. Um, Roy goes, good point, Paxton. So I love the cross uh, conversation in there. And Jeff goes, that is the story you're making up. I was thinking something else. So Jeff, man, please go ahead and put that in. Roy goes, we appreciate you letting each other present their thoughts completely, definitely. Um, so go ahead and Paxton, if you were, put what you were thinking in there. So one of the things, you know, I appreciate, like I was, I was saying is, is that, you know, you kind of boldly stepped into that place because mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and one of, and like Jeff was saying, I was thinking something totally different too, because when I busted in, it's, it was, it was what you said before, which is, I think what you and I do best and what everybody is really doing, whether they know it or not. And we, our ego just tells us it's coming from us and it's all about us. And we got to trade stamp it, uh, is we're channeling. Yes. We're, we're basically pulling from where we are meant to be mouthpieces, you know, in, in the moment. And I was getting a hit of, and it could have been because someone was thinking that, and I was answering a question they were thinking. Correct. Right. And so we don't know that I always just trust when I break in or when something that it's something I'm being literally, you know, God's like, go forth and speak, you know, even if it, it means, cause you, reverence is important to me, even if it mm -hmm. means talking over someone in the moment, because something is really shooting through fast. And I try not to do that, but I think that's where the, the int interesting thing is, but I love what you said most, which is not to try to own the value of our, of our talk space, right? It's like, I didn't get to talk. I didn't get my, uh, I, 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 cause it's not about us. I mean, it is in the sense of how we want to show up correct, and whether we're going to allow ourselves to be a vocal point of reference, mm. but it's not, I mean, when people stand, this is what I can tell too, when people are speakers and it's more about them than it's about what they're speaking, mm -hmm. because one, first of all, what they're saying is nothing new. Most of the time, you know, they might as well be actors, right? There's a difference between actors and speakers. Actors are people who recite lines that are given to them. Speakers are people who are really supposed to, ideally, they're supposed to be people who give forth information mm. that is being, they're being called forward and called forth to share, as opposed to it's all about me and my ideas. Yes. Um, this is what the same client said today. He goes, I've been reading a lot of stuff. And he said, I'm not going to mention names of titles of books or authors, but he says, it all sounds the same. He said, they all start the same. You know, they talk about what they know and why they're expert. And then they talk about why they have the right to be an expert. And then they talk about, and he goes, every chapter follows this format. And he goes, it's, it's, it's not giving. And by the time you finally get to chapter eight, they might give you a little bit of something Ooh. unique. And, Ooh. and I'm like, well, what you're pulling out is that most people aren't made to be authors. You know, he was talking about Tony Robbins. I said, you know, Tony Robbins wasn't made to be an author. His genius is in the room with people transforming in that experience. That's his genius. Oprah Winfrey, not meant to be an author, although she has a beautiful book out. She's meant to be in that space of being able to ask questions in such a unique, mm. genius way. Yeah. These people's genius weren't meant to be in certain areas. You can always tell when someone's genius is an authorship or someone's genius is in speaking. Yeah. Or it is in writing or, it, or, or it is in, 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 you know, anything, yep. but when people try to do everything, it's like those companies that start off with a brilliant product and then they try to do everything, you know, and, and it's like, stay with that thing that you got really good at. Don't feel like you have to, if you're a natural food company and you made granola bars and they were the most amazing granola bars. And now you have to get into the supplements and you got to get in, you don't know about all that stuff. Stay with what you know. And, and so I think that that's the key piece that in all of this, you know, you have brought back kind of to focus point. And, and the other piece that I really appreciate is that it makes us all realize, and I'm thinking for myself, so I'll speak in an I statement. Gotcha. It made me think, as you said, 
don't worry about what other people think, just own your zone, right? Own your unique needs and where you're being called to be. Because part of it is now for me to say, oh yes, now I'm not going to just be gracious and graceful and quiet because I got called out in the last eavesdrop. I'm going to think, but I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to think, is this one of those moments? I'm just being like, I am so sorry that I'm interrupting, but I have to say something, right? So maybe I'll be more graceful in the way I interrupt, but if I am being called to interrupt, I'm going to be true to that. Even if it comes across. Tracy, we've been doing this for two years, Mm -hmm. right? Two years. Um, It's happened. Today is just so, so, so happened that this was the day for it to come out. Yep. <laughs> for that conversation to come out, right? Um, right? And everybody, so Jeff goes, I, I don't think you were being, you were being weak or not standing your ground. True. And wasn't, wasn't on that, on that either. I was thinking, Jeff continues, that Tracy didn't realize she cut you off. And, and th- this, this is, you know, Jeff, when you say that, it brings, it brings this, this, it, it comes back to grace, being graceful again. And aware. Some people don't know what they're doing. And because they don't know what they're doing and you think they're intentional, you come remove, go from within mastering yourself, get out of yourself and come in, ah, to prove a point that really didn't need to be proved, right? I heard something the other day, master, master yourself. Yeah. before you can start mastering others that's it so if if i if if i'm engaging somewhere and i i, I tell you this my verlin would come and and, and and talk to me and when she talks to me i tick her and verlin's my wife i tick her that's for people who are watching new new folks jeff that's you man um so so um when when she comes and she tells me something i tick the brunt of it her cares, right? And I'm like, oh, how to fix that? How to do that? Huh? And I, I tend to get out of myself and begin to, I move from the smiling, joyful individual and I'm, gosh, what did I go that? Is it, I need to do this. I need, and it hit me the other day that I'm not, I'm not an emotional person. And that's, that's my truth. I'm telling myself, I'm not an emotional person. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual being. And I will deal with this spiritually. And I know emotions are good. We had this conversation prior, you know, go to EP 18 or so from last season. But in in this in this space where I'm speaking about Verlin and I, in this, when she comes and she tells me something, uh, and I go, I become emotional. And I get out of my core values and I'm going haywire. It hit me yesterday or this morning meditating. I, I am not an emotional person. I am a spiritual person. So in this setting, I am going to spiritually take care of this. Imagine what you said earlier. You see it first and then it's coming thereafter. You're seeing, you're seeing all these things that are, will occur in the future because you have to see it in your mind's eye. Uh, eyes. So when I when I when I tackle moving forward, when I engage with this, I'm going from the spiritual point. And what I mean by this, 
you know, I'm almost, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say it and I'm not going to worry who gets it or who doesn't. I'm, I'm just talking, I'm going to talk it, right? Just like what you were talking earlier. <laughs> when I attack it spiritually, I can see what I need. I don't react. I process first when I attack it spiritually because I think it, I pray it, and I think about it. What are the steps? And then I do what I need to do, not react to what she says. Something that would make me go, okay, let's go do something. Let's go do that. No, I do it spiritually. And then I speak it forth uh, um, physically. And most times what happens in the previous, in the previous setting, Tracy, in how I process, not not process when I react, it disturbs both of us. It disturbs both of us versus when I process Think it through, pray it through. Not that I have all the time to do, because sometimes it needs to be done, right? But most times the reply is, is soft. The reply is thoughtful. The reply is gracious, if I may say. Over to you, sis. Well, and I feel like it, we can, the more we practice that, the quicker we can do it. So, I mean, I'm listening to you talking and some people might be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't always have time to step away and process and think and then come back. But we can actually learn to do that very quickly if we're intentional about it. That can be in a, in a span of like a minute, all of all of those steps. Yes. And and that's kind of, I think, what what you were practicing, you know, with me, you know, just a few minutes ago is that you had that story going in your head, but instead of reacting to it, you know, the one thing too, that I'm going to make a big distinction with is that we are emotional beings, right? We are all those things, mm -hmm. but whether we act on that or not mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing you say, mm -hmm. you know, is that we, we do have an, an emotion. I'm just as a side note, emotion is a way in which we collect information, right? So when people are just like, oh, I got to, I got to put my emotions on hold, or I can't be emotional. Mm -mm. Well, I think what we need to remember is just as we wouldn't necessarily block our thoughts. I mean, sometimes if they're negative, you know, we try to be, you know, try to get a hold of that. But, you know, thoughts come, we don't think of our thoughts as, as, as something we have to, that weaken us or anything like that. We really think about our emotions sometimes that way, but it's all information. It's just information gathering. So we really want to watch our narratives around that, mm -hmm. but we are emotional, we're spiritual or, or however you want to look mm -hmm. at that, you know, we are physical, you know, we are mental, you know, we're all these things. And Correct. I think it's, it's in what order and in what way do we want to approach accessing information in those various sectors, right? And how do we want to then deliver ourselves into the world, whether it's communicatively, whether it's physically in some way, how do we want to do that based on the information we've gathered? Mm -hmm. And I think when I hear you say a spiritual, you know, the spirituality piece to me is that high level look, right? It's rising above the story mm. into what is the lesson? What's the bigger picture? What's the meaning beyond the little tiny, you know, insular meeting, meaning that the story might hold, you know, or the interpretation of the story that I hold might be, what is the greater meaning, the greater mm -hmm. good meaning. And when we, when we process through that, I think everything, it's a game changer because now, no matter what challenge we're going through, no matter what somebody's doing, when we step above the, oh, this is what emotionally this might mean to me. 
or physically, I see them going like this. That might mean something to me. Mentally, I start to give myself a story about it. Spiritually, though, when I rise above that, I'm in a different playing field. Mm -hmm. I'm in a different plane altogether. I'm looking down going, what could be the greater good meaning for all of this? And I act accordingly. That's what I hear when you're talking from that spiritual space is, you know, is, is really choosing to make a decision from a higher level, greater good perspective mm-hmm. and not just the more myopic, um, personalized, ego driven type of thing. Because, you know, again, very generalized, but most men feel their job is to provide, protect and serve. So they are trained to be superheroes. Most women feel like their job is to be the nurturer and quiet and not necessarily quiet because some women are like, no, I've been bold my whole life and I'm good with it. I'm kind of one of those people. It's okay. But nurturing, (laughs) understanding, um, kind of holding the space for, you know, for, for the, for the family dynamic kind of thing, whether it's an actual family or community and friends, whatever, Mm -hmm. holding things together. We feel like that's our job. And in reality, as human beings, to your point, we need to start, our job is here. And if we are in integrity with the full value of what we've been given here, then we will be what we are meant to be with others, right? Mm-hmm. For others, right? But, but it, to your, I mean, you've said this a number of times today, and I really want to point this out because I think that it has everything to do with kind of the core of what we're talking about today is it's all about how we operate here, right? What, what we are true to, what we own, how we communicate that, how we process that information, what we choose to do with it, right? Um, how we choose to weave that into stories and whether they serve us, those patterns and those stories are helping get us where we might want to be going or what we might want to be doing or whether those narratives aren't. Yeah. All of it starts with the self, and that is a core principle that you and I have talked about since the beginning, right? That this is, you know, I feel like I grow every time in my conversations, but but I but I also feel like the reason we grow most in conversations like this is because we're choosing to show up fully. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, so so let's go. Let's go to what the eavesdroppers are saying. <laughs> Roy goes, many books use the same formula. And I, Roy, when you were saying this, Tracy, when you were talking about, thank you, Roy, when you were speaking about not everybody needs to be in there, you know, when you, if you're an author, then you want to go become a speaker and all these different things, right? Uh, some people, your, 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 your zone of genius, wherever you're supposed to be, you're fearful because you're looking at the big name that's in your space. So TV, I'm a, I'm a writer. I am a writer. And I see Oprah writing books and Oprah's killing it. And I'm going, oh, Oprah's in that field. Oh my goodness. However, the key is Oprah doesn't write like you. Mm-hmm. O- Oprah experiences aren't yours. The world is waiting for your experience. Waiting for them to, to read your experience. So don't don't shoot yourself in the foot before you start the race. You are unique. And if it's if it's as we're saying, if it's in here, if it's in your heart that you're supposed to be that, 
and, and, and there's fear. Fear is a good thing in some cases. In, in this case, work on it and go out and do it because the world is waiting for your bestseller. The world is waiting for you to get on this stage. The world is waiting for you to start coaching. The world is waiting once you know when, in, in, and it's your truth. It's yes. your truth. Yes, so your truth. don't, and don't use the same formula. Don't, shoo, who cares? No. Put yes. the forward in the back. <laughs> but yeah, well, and, and I think that's, that's the key piece is you're going to hear a lot of people, whether it's marketing strategies, how to write a book, how to launch a book, how to <sighs> fill in the blank. You're going to have a lot of people tell you how it should be done or how the market accepts it or what the market wants from you. Or, or all of that. And, you know, the people I'm working with in marketing, what I love most about them, I saw Elena posting a little bit here. And so I want to make sure that, you know, if she's on, that she hears this. What I love about that team of people I chose to work with is one is, is they're trying to help their clients extract and mine out their unique why their what, their why, their how, not the one that they have, right. As marketing experts, that you need to do it like this, um, that they're really trying to help you form that and put it out into a social space where it will be seen, mm -hmm. um, but that it's your imprint. You yes. know, it is uniquely you, you know, how do we, how do we take you and, and put it here as opposed to how do we package you in a way that everybody wants to see you? That is not how they yes. go about it. And, yes. and I think that that's, that's precisely what you're saying. And I think what is coming up for all of us and why a lot of us are feeling very dissatisfied with finding that right way to put ourselves out. And what I'm hearing you say too, and what I deeply believe is allow yourself to be called to it. <laughs> we feel like we have to figure it out in this cranium. Like, oh, I got to figure out how I'm going to do this. It's like, let it come to you. You know, it's when we go seeking constantly and, and having to convince ourselves to follow a certain formula or format or, or type of thing, because that's going to get us, you know, why we need to ask ourselves, why do we need so desperately to be seen? Mm. Are we not seeing ourselves in some way? And we're hoping that the surrogacy of other people mm. showing up and seeing us is going to make up for us not seeing ourselves. So that's the key piece is why are we feeling we need to be, you know, what is the message? Is it something where we're breaking in on a friend and, and because that interruption feels like it's necessary or is it because we just want to be heard? I mean, because sometimes it's appropriate other times when, if it's coming from ego and it's like, oh, I haven't been able to talk. I just need to talk now. It's probably not. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the key piece. It's not always black and white where interrupting is always bad or, you know, being patient and kind and quiet is always good. Correct. Sometimes we can flip those depending on the situation. And that's what we need to be able to be called from an inner guidance, upper guidance mm. space, mm. because uh, otherwise it is automatically going to be coming from this space right here. And this space is all about ego. Oh, it, with all of us, it's not a bad thing. It's just an it thing. It's just happens. That's, that's what happens. So I like, I like how you, 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 you twisted that. Um, it was a brain twister that you want to be seen. Is it because you you feel you're not being seen, you know, a surrogacy? I mean, that's, that was hot. That was hot. 
That was hot. Uh, Cornelius goes, play your position. I think it was earlier when we were speaking about um, Paxton goes, people are good at many things, but you can tell their true, what their, you can tell what their true gifting is. Cornelius goes again, done in love. Grace is a powerful tool for connection with others. Roy says, whirlwind quick reactions are really good. Roy goes again, spirituality is, you know, is a universal truth. Emma, hey, good seeing you, sis. Amen to that, talking about those in your field. Learning so much from you to guys today. Paxton, you want another book, man? Come on. Um, <laughs> Paxton just can't help himself. He loves to be engaged. I love yes, that. Yes, no, come on. He knows I'm teasing. Cornelius goes, one size doesn't fit all. Uh, when you when you go out into the world, do what comes, do it like you. There's no one else like you, Paxton goes. Jeff goes, it can make people feel loved. Uh, Jeff goes, why do we need to feel loved? Is eternal love not enough? Um, Jeff, come back in two weeks so we can answer that, <laughs> answer those questions. Uh, Tracy, once again, I I want to appreciate you, you know, that for, for us coming here at 12.50, 12.55 and preparing to talk stuff we know nothing about before. <laughs> right that right. we're coming in and, and testing and, and and working and making it making it what we want it to be and a podcast is supposed to be done this way no it's not it's not supposed to be done this way it's supposed to be done the way we're defining it mm. it's the way we we, we come in here no music's playing we come in we come in we laugh we she drinks her cranberry juice uh, I drink, I, I take some nuts and we, Tracy, what's going on? And, and then we start speaking and you are here. You're, you are, you're telling us, oh, wow, this is what it is. One size doesn't fit all. As Cornelia said, there are some pe quirky people like us, like you who are sitting here and like, ah, I like it. I like it. Some people come and go, I don't, mm. but who cares? My wife says, don't say who cares, but who cares? Go on to the next the world is 8 billion people. If you only sell to 0.0000001% of that 8 billion, you'd be well off. Tracy, yeah. take us home, sis. <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that because it goes to the core of what we established eavesdrop for. I mean, we really literally were two quirky people having fun relation, you know, have fun building of relationship conversations. And we we just thought, hey, there's some there's some stuff flowing through. Yep. This might be valuable for other people. Let's just see. So there really wasn't this intentional. Let's sell this as a podcast. Let's do this. Let's be raw. Let's be real. Let's not be scripted. Let's not think about what we're going to talk about. Let's right. just come on and talk about what comes through. Because I think that's how we set ourselves up. It's like Kyle Cease. I don't know if any of you all know who Kyle Cease is. Hmm. He's a very you know he he made his way in uh, in the world of of comedy really hysterical comedian. Well, I think, aren't they all? Um, they're supposed to be at least, but a great comedian. And then he went kind of, he's the, he's like the antithesis to Tony Robbins. You know, Tony has everything planned in his events down to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. Kyle Cease basically shows up and is like, I don't know, we'll do whatever happens in the moment. So he, and he says that is that it's in the moment because you are forced to be a catalyst. Mm for the truth of wherever you're pulling from mm. it is not it can't like the, the the human mind needs to be prepared 
That is the only part of us that needs to be prepared. Yeah. The human mind, that is the only part of us that feels we need to be prepared. The rest of us is good to go like any other animal in nature. That's like, we'll deal with what comes, right? But it's our thinking brain that tells us we have to be prepared. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to engage the rest of the human aspects of ourselves. Mm. And that's what we're truly coming here to do is to be imperfect, is to be, is to not be planning and, and, and conceiving and conniving and ooh, conniving. That wasn't the right word manipulating this in such a way that it has a particular outcome scripted we are understanding that whatever's meant to be which i feel is the juice and the beauty of the world and life will come through so i give great credence to that and because we have stayed true to what we started with and what has continued to stay true to us um and i thank you for for being my partner in the sandbox with that <laughs> Hey, hey. And for all here. of you for being here to be with us. I mean, you're, you're helping create our community, which, you know, which just makes it more fun. Thank you for, I mean, you got seven, eight people, nine people at the end of this. Thank you for staying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. And see you in the next two weeks. And no, next two weeks, Thanksgiving. Nah. Yeah, we might have to look at that because it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I we'll think. see. We'll see. We'll definitely work. Love <laughs> you guys. Um, I don't do scripted. Cornelius, no, I got to do this. So Al Albert Brooks, man. Okay. Yeah. Thank you both for sharing your authentic selves. Cornelius goes, I don't do scripted. Highly valuable. We appreciate your perspective. Thank you for giving us 3% of your day. Roy, <laughs> yeah. Roy goes, it works well, Tracy, being on, on scripted. Uh, come on, Cornelius. I mean, how did you check that 3%? One hour divided? Man, you're good. Hey, love you guys. <laughs> I know. Thank you Bye, so much. See you guys.